AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Hello and welcome to the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Josh Smith, editor of Ground Support Worldwide, and today we're speaking with Vince Howie, Senior Vice President and CEO at ATS Worldwide, to learn more about the aircraft towing system his company has designed. Thanks for taking the time to share more on this topic, Vince. You bet. It's a pleasure, Josh. Well, ATS has introduced a concept that uses electric tow dollies and below-grade tracks on airport ramps and taxiways to pull planes from the taxiway to the terminal. And as I understand it, the system was created by ATS president Stan Malicki, and you have worked together to help develop this concept. So could we start with some brief background on the system itself and what spurred you and Stan to take on this project? Okay, yeah. First of all, I'll just kind of give you a little background about myself and what, what I've done and how we got to this point. Um, 29 years of senior civilian with the United States Air Force, and then I retired and went to work for the state of Oklahoma as the aerospace and defense director for the state, working, working for the governor. Um, my job in, was to go around the world to the different air shows and recruit aerospace companies to, the, to come to the state of Oklahoma to, to set up their business. Uh, aerospace is the second largest industry in Oklahoma. It's 44 billion next to oil and gas at 65. So I was at the Paris Air Show in uh, 2015 and um, met this Polish guy named Stan Malinke that had an idea uh, on a new way to move aircraft around airports. It's a track channel system that goes underneath the taxiway that takes the aircraft from the runway to the gate and back to the runway. So I... Um, Recruited him to come to the state. Uh, I took him to Washington, D.C. We met with Senator Inhofe and most of the congressionals there in Washington. And then he came to uh, Oklahoma. And in 2016, uh, he asked me to join the company, uh, and which I did on the side. And at the same time, we put Oklahoma State University on contract to do the design development work to bring this idea, this concept to fruition. And that's kind of how we got together and how we got started. That's a very interesting. And obviously because the, um, the system is able to move aircraft along taxiways uh, with the, the aircraft's engine shut off and, you know, without burning fuel, uh, it seems like there's obviously, you know, some pretty obvious environmental benefits that can be achieved with a system like this. Can you elaborate a little bit on some of those environmental benefits? Yeah, absolutely. When the aircraft enters into the tow dolly, that's the piece that's above the ground, we chalk those nose landing gear, and then the aircraft uh, is under control of the ATS system. At that point, the pilot shuts off the engine, so it starts saving fuel, reduces emissions, no more noise. We have positive control of the aircraft, so it reduces collisions. Uh, there's increased engine life and component life on the the aircraft itself, but it's if you think about it, a 80% of the fleets out there are made up of 737s or A320s, the Boeing and the Airbus version, and they burn about nine gallons of fuel per minute during taxi. 
the average taxi time in the United States is between 16 and 27 minutes. So if you take that nine gallons of fuel times 16 minutes, and these airports can have as many as eight, 900,000 movements per year, that's how much fuel and emissions you're saving by not burning those main jet engines during taxi. That's a, a pretty impressive number. And just as a, a follow-up to that, are you seeing that um, you know airports or airlines are generally the ones spurring uh, some of these environmental goals? So I think it's, it's both. Um, airlines are being forced to reduce emissions because the environmental groups are putting pressure on the airlines. That's been a big target of, of them for a long time. And airports have the surrounding communities that are complaining about emissions and noise at, around the airport. So they both are driving this, and it's for, from two different angles and two different perspectives. But it, I think it, it's kind of colliding together at a perfect time because we offer a solution that will satisfy both the airports and the airlines and help them meet those environmental goals. Uh, turning our attention to the uh, the equipment portion of the project, then, uh, as far as the tow dollies are concerned, you know what what range of aircraft can be towed with your system? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So, the original design was for a um, one tow dolly could have the full range between an RJ all the way up to an A380 or 747. We're in the process of putting our prototype in the ground at uh, the Ardmore Air Park, and what we've realized is that probably we're going to have three different sizes of system, because not all airports service all sizes of aircraft. So we'll have one size that services just the RJs, just the regional jets. The next size will service from RJs up to the the A320 and the 737, which again is about 80% of the fleets out there. And then a large size that will service between an RJ and all the way up to the 747. And what's made this possible is the technology of electric car motors. So what we have on the pull cart, which is underneath the ground, is an electric car motor inside of the, the pull cart. It runs two hydraulic pumps, which runs four hydraulic motors that clamp onto the monorail and that is what gives us the traction to pull those types of aircraft. Depending on the type of aircraft, uh, the horsepower could range anywhere from a 400 horsepower engine to maybe down as little as a, a 100 horsepower engine to pull those sides anywhere from, a, you know, all the way up to a half million pound aircraft. So once an, an airport has selected the size system uh, that's best for their operation, um, how does the system handle uh, multiple aircraft? Um, you know, can can more than one tow dolly and um, cart system, uh, you know, utilize the underground track at the same time to service multiple gates? Uh, how, you know, how would it work with, um, you know, more than one plane coming in and out at a given time? Sure. So first off, there's three different options for our system at a particular airport. One is what we call the pushback only. So when I was at the AAA air show oh, not too long ago, I had 22 different small airports come up to me and say, hey, you've said your system is modular. We don't want the entire system. We only want the pushback portion of it. The EPA has been killing us on getting rid of these tugs and, and push, 
push bars that drop fuel and oil on the ground. They put emissions out in the atmosphere, and we're looking for some kind of electric solution. Can we just buy the pushback portion? So, um, like I said, in 2016, we put Oklahoma State University on contracts. So I went back to OSU and said, okay, we haven't really tackled the pushback piece. Let's look at that. So they developed a curve that we can bring an aircraft in at plus or minus three degrees and flip the aircraft either on the inside or outside during pushback. So that's one piece of it. That brought us to market so much quicker because we had targeted about 34 airports in the United States. So in other words, major hubs that was a real candidate for the entire system. This opened up the aperture and, and, and gave us a new market of probably up to almost 300 airports for just a pushback option only. The next option was we were working with um, American Airlines up in Tulsa. Tulsa is where their maintenance facility is. They've got about 6,500 folks that work there that do maintenance on all of the American Airlines aircraft. So when, in talking with the chief of maintenance, he told me that when aircraft come into Tulsa International and overnight they do opportunistic maintenance, and sometimes to move one aircraft from the terminal to the maintenance barn in the middle of the night, it can take up to 16 people to move that aircraft. And he said, wow, if you just put in a point-to-point -point system, I could do that with one guy. So that got us down the track of, okay, let's develop a ferry system, so a point-to-point. -point. And that could be for things like to take aircraft to maintenance hangars. It could take it through maintenance hangars. It could do a de-icing loop. So there's lots of different variations of it. Then we were working with one of the consultants for the Denver International Airport, and Denver's in the process of building runways six and seven, which are about three miles away from the terminal. And airlines are already complaining about, I got a taxi three miles just to take off? How much fuel I'm going to burn? So we're working in the process now of doing a ferry system from the terminal to the runway just to taxi aircraft back and forth that three miles. So there's lots of options there that we hadn't really thought of. And then the third option, of course, is the complete, the full configuration. And so what's happened since we, in, the inception of, of the full configuration is that we've become aware of certain airports that are very, very uh, environmentally conscious. And so they would like a full system just because of the environmental savings that they would do in uh, in, their, in their community. So there are some certain communities that the environmental impact outweighs everything. So to answer your real question about how many aircraft can, can a system handle, it depends on what type of system. On a pushback, obviously, it's just one aircraft because you're just pushing one aircraft back from the gate. On a ferry system, you can ferry one direction as many aircraft as you can stack back and forth to, I mean, nose to tail. Uh, to ferry the aircraft. One advantage with our system is you can stack aircraft much closer because you don't have jet wash because the main jet engines aren't running. So you, you don't get that jet blast uh, during taxi. So you can stack them in a little closer. For a complete system uh, for, for a particular airport, we would have at least one tow, tow dolly and pull cart per gate. And then we've estimated that a, a plus 10 to 10 to 15% additional to handle aircraft that are in queue and waiting to arrive or waiting to depart. So the system can handle multiple aircraft. We would just, 
every aircraft would be going one direction and there would be a return loop. So it can handle as many aircraft as we can put nose to tail in the system. Perfect. No, that makes a lot of sense, and I appreciate the the background on the equipment itself. Uh, Let's take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, we'll have a little bit more with uh, Vince Howie and the ATS Worldwide Towing System. Would you like to reach key decision makers in the industry? Share your message on the Aviation Pros podcast and reach key leaders across all facets of aviation, including aircraft maintenance, airports, FBOs, airlines, and ground handling. Contact one of Aviation Pros' helpful account representatives to find out more. We're back with Vince Howie of ATS Worldwide, and now that we've got a chance to learn about how the company's aircraft towing solution works, I'd like to ask you more about the construction progress that's been made on a prototype being constructed at Ardmore Industrial Air Park in Oklahoma. I guess, Vince, let's start with when were you able to actually break ground on the on the project to uh, get this prototype underway? Uh, how is it? Um, how has it gone so far, and what elements of construction uh, are yet to be completed? Yeah, so uh, we broke ground. I believe it was in July, sometime this summer, and uh, have been working on it for almost a year now. And it will. What it is is just a pushback piece. So. Like I was talking about earlier, that curve is a 350-degree, 90-degree curve. So it's a, gra- it's a gradual curve with two straight pieces on it. That channel is in the ground. In fact, the local power company hooked power up to it last Friday. So I've got power in my channel. And where we're at with the prototype is that we have the pull car up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with Aberdeen, who is our hydraulics supplier, and Data3 is our software company, and they are doing all of the plumbing for the hydraulics and then all of the wiring to wire that cart so that it, the, the motors will talk to one another. Also, Data3 is developing the software to control the pull cart so that we know how to go forwards, backwards, emergency stop, all those types of scenarios. The tow dolly, which is above ground, is down in Wichita Falls, Texas, with our manufacturer down there, which is Precision Machine and Tool. And they've actually built, they do all of the uh, machining and, and build the, the hardware. So they built the shell of the tow dolly and, out, and the pull car. And the tow dolly itself is out for paint. And we're hoping to have that back from paint maybe as early as next week. And then we'll start the assembly process and have that shipped to Tulsa so we can marry the two, the pull cart and the tow dolly together and then start some of our initial testing. At the same time, we bought a 727 aircraft for our test bird, and that has been in paint there at the Ardmore Air Park. King Air does uh, aircraft modifications and paint, and so we've got the aircraft with them, and they're painting it up with our paint scheme and logo, so we'll have our test bird, our pull cart, our tow dolly, probably all ready to start doing some initial testing within the next 30 days. That sounds very exciting. Um, you, you had mentioned that the um, the construction has been going on for you know about a year. Um, obviously, that year has been uh, in the middle of a of a pandemic. Has there been any challenges created by uh, the the pandemics in the whether it's uh, supply chain situations or just um, you know a workforce situation? Has there been any um, you know major hurdles? Uh, faced by this project as a result of the pandemic? 
you know, in actuality, it's done just the opposite. It's given us a window of time where we're not, where we're concentrating on the prototype. We're not out doing trade shows because they've all been canceled. We're not going and doing face-to-face meetings with people because they're not doing that. So we're not traveling around. So we've taken this last moment in time during the pandemic and really concentrated on putting that prototype in the ground. And the reason for that is every single time I go visit someone or, or anyone in our company does, Vic Bird is our um, director of operations, and he was the former director of the Oklahoma Aeronautics Commission, and so he knows all of the state directors for, their, for the airports across the United States, and we haven't been going out and doing those face-to-face meetings, so we just concentrated on the prototype. Again, like I was saying, that every time you go see someone, the first question they say is, where can I see this work? How, where can I see it operate? And we're showing a simulation video, and I am ready to show them a video of it actually pulling an aircraft. So it's, it's been a kind of a blessing for us in a way because we have, like I said, we've taken this opportunity and we're, and we're just about finished with the, with the prototype. As far as our supply chain and construction, we really haven't run into anything on shortages, on labor shortages. Probably the, the biggest challenge we had was the weather. We had the wettest weather in Oklahoma on record. And when you're putting a channel in the ground, that's not always a good thing to do is have wet weather. Now, the system has a drainage system in it. We have sump pumps, and it, it's a self-draining system. So once we get this, have gotten the system complete, it's, it's no problem. But you have a trench in the ground, and it pours rain, it fills up full of water. But that was really the only challenge we had with putting the, the channel into the ground. Excellent. And speaking of putting the system into the ground, uh, I wanted to ask you about, you know, just kind of the benefits of that modular design you referred to. And I think you touched on it a little bit already, uh, you know, with putting in the the pushback portion of the system. But have there been any other benefits um, in regards to the prototypes installation uh, because of that modular system and being able to use just a, a portion of it at a time? Yeah, so it's helped us really think through how to make the system modular. And what we are planning to do in the next phase is the actual channel itself will be dropped in in sections. So it'll, and, and one thing we realized is the pull cart is too large and the channel is too big. So we're going to, we've already in the process of redesigning it and we have it almost half the size right now. So the prototype, as it's supposed to do, you're supposed to learn. And we've already learned you know, multiple things, making it modular, making it much smaller, and then come up with our three different uh, applications as pushback, um, the point-to-point ferry system, and then the, the complete full airport configuration. So it's been a real, real blessing for us to do, to do a prototype. And we're doing things like Oklahoma State University is mocking up a full-scale model of the pull car that will drop down in the channel and we'll move that pull car around the channel to make sure that there's no obstructions and everything clears and, and, and all the clearances are as they're, as, they're, as they're supposed to be and doing a proper fit check. And so it, it has been a great thing for us to do. The next thing we thought about is, okay, so if we put this, this pushback in and we wanted to connect to it, how do we connect to it? So it, it, things that we did at the end of the channel allow us to – where we could add on to this channel much, much easier. 
And so, we, like I said, we've really learned quite a bit from it, and I, and I look forward to once we start moving aircraft, we'll probably even learn more. Yeah, and as far as, you know, that continuing education goes, when the prototype's construction is officially complete and you're able to start, you know, more tests and some field trials, you know, what are the next steps then for this project in ATS Worldwide? So, like you said, what we'll do is we'll do an official unveiling. So we'll do an unveiling to the public, and we've already got lined up the, the, the governor from Oklahoma, two of our U.S. senators. Uh, so we're going to make a big to-do out of it. I think American Airlines, we've even talked to them a little bit about maybe flying an airplane in so that we can tow their aircraft and show how it will, will work. We'll put a mock-up uh, on the gate there. So it, it's going to be a big fanfare. But the next step for us would be junctions, you know, T's, Y's, and intersection. That's the, the very next step. With the, the pushback piece that we've done, we can, we can sell two pieces of our equipment, which would be the pushback option and the ferry system. But to do the, the entire airport system, we need to, to manage the junctions. And that's why we put a monorail-type system in the bottom of the channel. And if you look at our pull car, it has two sets of drive motors. There's one in the front and one in the rear. And that is so it can traverse through intersections, Y's and T's and things like that. And so we want to test that. And that would be the next step in the, in the prototype process is, okay, let's put some intersections in and see and make sure that what we've planned and how it operates works correctly. Well, it sounds very exciting. And, um, you know, some of these new developments coming up ahead will be really interesting to uh, learn more about those outcomes. But that will conclude this edition of the Aviation Pros podcast. I'd like to thank our guest, Vince Howie, Senior Vice President and CEO at ATS Worldwide. And if you'd like to learn more about the company or its aircraft towing solution, please visit www.atsworldwide.us. And for more information about pushback and towing equipment, GSE technology, and ground handling best practices, stay up to date by subscribing to Ground Support Worldwide's Product and Equipment Weekly and Technology Report newsletters. And please continue to visit AviationPros.com.